Super Bowl 55, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. What more is there to say? This is Top of the Hill's Super Bowl preview episode. Everything that you're going to need to know about the big game, we've got it here. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome into the newest episode of Top of the Hill. I'm your host, Logan Hill, joined by my co-host, Tyler Kirk. And before we even get into this Super Bowl action, how are you doing this week, Tyler? I'm doing pretty good. Excited for the big game. How about you? Yeah, I'm super excited for the big game. I mean, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, like I said in the intro, it's going to be very exciting. I think this is the matchup that the NFL has been waiting all season for, give or take. I'm rocking with Tom Brady, and that's such a crazy thing to say because I've spent my whole life... (laughs) Hating Tom Brady. Like, never liked him. A Ravens fan. Why would I like Tom Brady? He won me over this year. But that's not a story for right now. Let's let's get into the game before I talk about how I'm Tom Brady's new biggest fan. Seven Super Bowls. This will now be his seventh Super Bowl victory if he wins it. His tenth appearance all time. What does that mean? I mean, he's a goat. No doubt about it. The fact that he's been to 10 Super Bowls now in his 21st season, that's it's just mind-blowing. Exactly. You can't even... You can't there's, make that There's up. nobody that has done anything no. anywhere close to what Tom Brady has been able to do. Joe Montana went to five in, what, his 18-year career, whatever, not 16 years? Something like that. And that was insane. And he won four. He went he won to five, four. won four. Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls already, more than most franchises, give or take a couple. Pittsburgh... New England because of Tom Brady. It's just, this is the year. I think this year, this game, this Super Bowl means more for him than arguably any of his last three, maybe even any of his last five victories. Because the first one, it's your first Super Bowl victory. That's always going to be a big deal. That was the start of the Patriots dynasty. This will be one without the Patriots dynasty at all. He went to Tampa, kind of put a team together, and now him and Bruce Arians are right there on the doorstep. Yeah, um, he, it, I agree, that it definitely is his biggest. I don't think it's his most important for his legacy, just because, you know, like we just said, he's this is his 10th now, so he already has six victories in the Super Bowl, which is the most all time. But I don't think it's his most important for his legacy. If he loses this, no, he's yeah, 43. Yeah, I mean, and, and let me rephrase but, that. Let me rephrase that, I guess, just because you're right. It's not the most important for his legacy. I think if he's able to win but in it, the last though, couple of years, I yeah, think no, if he's able would, to win it, that will mean so much yeah. more for his legacy. It's almost one of those where it doesn't hurt you that badly if you lose it. But if you get it, it's like in school, let's say you have like an 88. That's a good grade. A B and 88 is a pretty good grade, but then you get this extra credit right here. That's what this, this is an extra credit top, Super Bowl yeah. for Tom Brady. Yeah. He's going for the A in his 300 level football class in college, I guess. And to do that in your first year with the Bucks, switching conferences like that? Yeah, switching conferences. I, yeah. I don't think anybody thought that this is as good as it would go. No. I thought they would be either a first round or second round bounce, honestly. 
Some people didn't even have them getting to the playoffs yeah. this year. I mean, the Bucks team, Jameis last year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 7-9 and nine finish. See, that's the thing, though. I mean, he, what, he finished with 12 interceptions on the season. If you put, you know, if, if you throw 18 less interceptions – you're gonna get. I'm not. I'm not hating at all. You win a I'll, lot more football. Yeah, games. you win a lot more f- football games. I mean, that turnover turnover differential is huge for teams that go far into the playoffs. So if you're throwing 18 less interceptions, you're gonna obviously win more games. But yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, for Marvel. sure. And on the flip side of Tom Brady now is of course Patrick Mahomes, who's getting called in many corners, many circles, the baby goat. Like yep. he's the new Tom Brady before Tom Brady even was. I think that's a bit premature. He's yeah. won a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. He's worth $500 million or however much his yeah. contract is. I don't know how we can just give the GOAT title out like that. Nah. I get it. He's, he's great. What does this game mean for him? Yeah, so I think it definitely means more for Mahomes this game does than Brady for sure. We, yeah, I understand people are putting him into the GOAT conversation already, which is just like you said, insane. And to make it to your second Super Bowl and already his fourth season, that's remarkable as well for him. That's off to him. But if he wins this, I think the Buccaneers are a way better team on paper overall. They're just a more complete team on defense and their running game and their line. Um, if Patrick Mahomes can pull this off, I think he he shouldn't be in the GOAT conversation yet, but he's definitely well on his way if he wins his second Super Bowl in four years. For sure, and this will be a more, when you look back at his legacy, if yes. he's able to win this Super Bowl, this is a much bigger Super Bowl victory than the 49ers victory was. Oh, yeah, 100%. 49ers, good team, good defense. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. He took down Tom Brady yeah. and the Bucks in Tom Brady's first year. Tom Brady is 43 years old, but the age argument has to be yeah, thrown out the window. It it's will. Tom Brady. Yeah, just because of the season he has, and that might be... I mean, it's a good thing on Brady, but it's also what's going to screw him over if Mahomes does win this one and then he gets a couple more titles. And then after he retires, we're talking about Brady versus Mahomes, who's a goat. But you have that title over Brady, so that gives him the edge automatically, even though they have an 18-year age gap between them right now. Yeah, for sure. And you saw the – I'm sure like you've seen the comparisons. I saw a comparison. I think it was on Get Up or something on ESPN this week where they someone said it was – like it was Jordan versus LeBron. Yeah, if we ever got that. I, saw I that didn't too. get it, but I kind of get it I right now in this yeah. moment because if you could stack Jordan's career up against LeBron's career and LeBron had a finals victory mm-hmm. over Jordan, how could you argue against exactly. LeBron? So maybe this ends up being the same argument 10 years from now if Patrick Mahomes goes on a run and wins mm-hmm. 5 out of 7 or 5 out of 8. I don't know. That would be unheard of. And if you think about it, the main reason why everyone – who thinks that Jordan is better than LeBron overall and all that stuff is because Jordan was 6-0 in the, in the uh, finals, finals game yeah. and LeBron has that 4-6 and six record. So, you know, if, if it ends up being where Mahomes has a worse uh, Super Bowl record than Brady, everyone's going to put Brady above Mahomes. Yeah, he'll have so, no chance. Yeah. Regardless, I'm glad that it's happening this way, that – who knows when Tom Brady's going to stop hang him up? He said he, said he wants, wants to play, play forty five. Yeah, he said he wants to play till he's forty five. So we could be talking about Tom Brady for another three years or whatever. But at least he should get that grace period where he will be the undisputed goat of all time, regardless yeah. of what Patrick Mahomes does. Because yeah. if Patrick Mahomes finishes his career twenty years from now and has as many rings, then as we'll Brady, talk about it. Then, then we'll talk about yeah. it. Then it's nice to see Tom Brady get this period. It's almost like. 
Peyton Manning kind of got a couple mm-hmm. years where he was just respected. He yeah. was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Even though he didn't have the Super Bowl yeah, to he, show for it, but yeah. And the problem with that is, is Brady, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is Brady has skewed so much what success is supposed to look like. One Super Bowl is a big deal in a career. He's just done it six times, and he's been to ten of them. And he was drafted in the sixth round. And he was drafted in the sixth round. Great situation to keep himself in up yeah. in New England all those years, but now he's basically taking the league by storm this year yep. and saying it doesn't matter where I play. I'm going to be one of the top quarterbacks of all time. Before we get into the game matchups for this week, or for the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, we have to talk about their last matchup because the Chiefs and the Bucks played this year in Tampa. The Chiefs won that game 27-24, to and they were kind of running away with it in the first half. The Bucks were able to come back and make it a closer score. Tyreek Hill had somewhere something about 269 yards or something like that. Yeah, I think he had probably about 25 points in the first quarter alone on fantasy. Yeah, it was a crazy week. I think I was playing against him yeah. that week. He ended up having 50 points. He had 13 catches for 269 yards final and something. Three touchdowns. It was something he had, like he had like 200, 200 yards in and the first two quarter touchdowns in the first quarter alone. So that was like your classic example of the Chiefs just coming out and doing what the Chiefs are supposed to be able to do with that offense, with that firepower. It was a track meet that the Bucks couldn't keep up with. They were able to climb back, maybe make the Chiefs make some mistakes. How do they prevent that explosion from happening in this <laughs> new Super Bowl? Because that put the nail in the coffin yeah. for them in that game. They just couldn't dig themselves out of the hole. Later. Yeah, it was 17-0 midway through the second quarter. Um, I mean... First off, you, they have to respect Tyreek Kill's speed more. Their safeties have to play a couple yards farther back than they're used to playing. But it's either, basically when it comes down to the Chiefs, they're going to get their yards regardless on offense. So it's either, do you want to give up the 50-yard touchdown plays or do you want to give up 10-yard plays underneath where you at least have a chance of holding them to a field goal or, you know, make it, if you make the Chiefs have a slow drive, not that it throws them off balance because they, they're, you know, they can do that, but... Where they excel is those big pass plays down the field. So, you, as your defensive coordinator and Todd Bowles, you have to tell your defense like, if we give them, a, if we let up a you know twelve play touchdown drive, I'm more happy with that than giving up an eighty yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill like we did in the first game. For sure, and I mean that's a little bit twofold. You don't want to give up eighty well, yard yeah, scores, but because still, you know what then I mean. Your, yeah. Then your offense is able to stay yeah. fresh, stay not tired because they don't have to go right back out on the field and yeah, try exactly. to keep up. Yeah. The Chiefs are the epitome of pick your poison. Yeah, the epitome exactly. of pick your poison. Yep. You want to take away Travis Kelsey? I'll throw it over your head to Tyreek Hill. You make an effort to stop Tyreek Hill? I'll throw it underneath to Travis Kelsey. I'll hand it off to Clyde Edwards Elaire. Mm-hmm. I'll hand it off to Le'Veon Bell. I'll run a speed option with Patrick Mahomes. Miko Harbin out there somewhere. Sammy Watkins, Lizard Man out there somewhere. <laughs> so there is no truth. Bona fide formula, no 100% right way to go about stopping the Chiefs. You hear the argument in the NFL a lot, a good defense can hold a team to 20 points. If you can find a way to hold Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to 20 points, that's your path to winning this Super Bowl. It is. is. And limiting the turnovers on offense if you're Tampa Bay, that's the path to winning this game, playing good, smart football, neutralizing the opposing team's attack the best way that you can. Yeah. On the other side, the Bucks' offense isn't too shabby either, just looking at it. I think they were top five in scoring this year. Yeah, so they were able to come back and make it a game there in the second half, mm-hmm. but this is a new game. Mm-hmm. Same venue, 
Same two teams, the biggest stakes, the last game of the season. Let's get right into breaking it down from here. So we're going to take a look first at how Tom Brady and that Bucks offense is going to face off against that Chiefs defense. Probably the more, if you had to pick one, probably the more lackluster of the two matchups because the, the matchup to watch is going to be the Chiefs offense against that Buccaneers defense. But we're going to start with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Like you said, second in passing touchdowns this year, fourth in total touchdowns. Tom Brady's only thrown 12 interceptions in the regular season. He had three back in the championship game in Green Bay. Might have had a couple more against Washington and the Saints. Regardless, interesting stat that is worth noting. 10 of his 12 interceptions this season have come at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. 10 of his 12 interceptions were home interceptions. And where are they playing this week? They are playing the Super Bowl in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. First team ever to play a Super Bowl at their home stadium. Is it a recipe for disaster? Is Tom Brady going to turn the football over four times? No, I, I don't see that. I can see him throwing two picks or a pick and a fumble. I don't see him turning it over four times. But I'll tell you what, that Chiefs defense is nothing you know super special. But the last two years that I've watched them in the postseason, they show up. In big games, they show up. You have Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones on that defense. Brashad Breland makes plays at the corner position. They make plays when it's necessary. So even though it's not like, like you said, the, the key to the game is the Chiefs offense versus that, that good young Bucks defense, and the Chiefs defense is like what they lack on you know their whole team, but they make plays when they need to. Absolutely, and they also have, a, I'm pretty sure he's a rookie, corner, Sneed. Yeah, Ladarius Sneed. Ladarius yeah. Sneed or something like that. But ball it out this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you kind of put it perfectly is that they don't have anybody that's that you're going to have to, when you're doing your game plan, yeah. they don't really have anybody where you're like, okay, we need to keep the ball yeah. away from him. They do have Tyron Matthew. They do have Chris Jones. They do have great cornerbacks. Juan Thornhill's a decent mm-hmm. safety. Sorensen's yep. a decent safety in the back end. They're, they're what you would call sneaky good or quietly yeah. good. They were 10th in points allowed this year, 14th in pass yards allowed. So not shabby against the pass, not uh, not giving up a ton of points and making it hard for their offense. I mean, they went fifteen and one. The defense had to be doing something right 14 along the way. Two, yeah. Fourteen and two. I'm the sorry. The last game they didn't. Yeah, they they, they sat starters, out. They yeah. rested their starters. Fourteen and two. They haven't allowed more than twenty four points in a game this postseason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that brings me back to my point earlier about if the Chiefs get limited to twenty points, but your defense only gives up sixteen, mm-hmm. you win the game. Yep. It's going to take more than 24 points to beat the, the Chiefs in oh, this yeah. game, for sure. The Bucks offense. We just talked about the Chiefs defense, the players that they have. Why does that not matter? Because it's Tom Brady, it's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Who would have thought, with the way that the Antonio Brown saga has gone, that he would be playing in the <laughs> Super Bowl this weekend? And Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is playing in the Super Bowl on the other side. Back to the Bucks offense. Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brady. We can just keep going on. This is Tom Brady, 42 years old. 43? 42. 43 43. years old. Oh, my goodness. I shorted him a year. With what I would like to call a bevy of offensive weapons at his disposal. And they all do something different. Just when I was going back and rewatching the Packers game to kind of see what worked for them on offense – Mike Evans is your jump ball guy. Chris Godwin is your chain mover. Scotty Miller is the dude that you can just sub in right before halftime and he'll score a touchdown. Antonio Brown has to be the X factor to me because you're not exactly sure what you're going to get out of him. Yeah. And then you have Rob Gronkowski, who 
may not be the Rob Gronkowski that he was he doesn't with the need Patriots, to be, though. but exactly, he doesn't need to be. And then you have a solid ground game. You have Ronald Jones, who's been there a couple years, and then you signed Leonard Fournette at the beginning of the season. He paid dividends for them in the championship game. There's yeah, no reason he, touchdown, yeah. he can't keep that up. Yep. Where do you think this battle gets won in the Bucks offense between the Chiefs defense? What are going to be some of the matchups to watch? Well, that's a good question because it's not like you can just fool Tom Brady. You can't really – you can disguise defenses all you want against him, but he's going to pick you apart regardless. Honestly, and I say this every single time we talk about Tom Brady, but you really just need to get to him. You need you need to hit him. And I saw an interesting stat. So when they played in Week 12, the Chiefs versus the Bucks, the Chiefs, they only sacked Tom Brady once, but they hit him like eight other times. And since then, in their seven games since then, including the postseason, he's been hit 13 times. I mean, that's that's always been the formula. Yeah, is. but it's just, like, insane that in the seven games since then, he's been hit 13 times. And we saw it, you know, when they got to him, again, the Chiefs got to him in their uh, regular season matchup. He threw two, intercep- two interceptions. He didn't look like he was on his game. Since then, he's definitely picked it up, but that's always the key. you got to hit Tom Brady. you got to... You just got to shake him up. You have to make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket because you he kinda, knows when yeah. to step up. You just you kind of have to speed up his clock, yeah. make him make the decisions he doesn't want to make. Exactly. Make him make rush decisions, and hopefully it works out in your favor. Exactly. I mean, you've seen it in the Super Bowls that he's lost in his career against the Giants in 2012. They got pressure on him. They got to him. They made him make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Against the Eagles, you saw a similar routine. I mean, he lost the game on a strip sack. He's always going to have a chance until you take it away from him. And yep. that's – I actually like that. That's probably the biggest spot of emphasis I mean, to watch in that I mean, because you really matchup. can't do anything else to no. stop him. And I also well, saw another interesting stat is that they – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, they were the fourth they, – they used six offensive linemen. Uh, for, that was fourth most in the NFL. Like, they use their six the offensive yeah, yeah, fourth most using time, their six yeah. offensive linemen. So they know how to protect him now. So it's really just for a matter sure. of and that D line getting to him, and you got you got a blitz. You do, but it's you, again, not all it's, the time. It's twofold because yeah. of the weapons that are out there. Yeah. If this was the New England teams of like yeah. recent years, where you're be- where you have Julian Edelman and yeah. who else? Yeah, blitz. Blitz the crap yeah. out of him. Go get him. Yeah, but you have to know when to blitz. The right but scenario if you blitz is eight, where to blitz. Yeah, exactly. If you blitz eight and Chris no. Godwin, yeah, you're Chris get, Godwin's yeah. running a, a drag route across the middle. 60 yards. The house, yeah, yeah, there he goes. I, it would be very unfortunate to see a lackluster showing from this Bucks offense. Oh, yeah. That would be good for the Chiefs defense, obviously. They've made it here. They won their three road playoff games. They came home. Why would you not want to see fireworks from both sides? Because I think we're going to get the fireworks from the Chiefs' offense. Yeah. I want to see a shootout in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Everyone would. What player on the Chiefs' defense wins or loses the game if you had to pick one? I'm... Sorry, yeah, put I you want, on the spot a little bit there. But. I want to say Chris Jones just because he's their best defensive lineman, but I think I'm going to go with... Whoever guards Mike Evans, which I assume that's going to be Rashad Breeland, because like you said, when they get into the red zone, Mike Evans fade route every single play on the goal line. I mean, he uh, I think he has like the most touch he had the most touchdowns in NFL history from one yard this season. He had like eight different touchdowns from one yard away. 
Yeah, there, so, were, there was a couple times throughout like the early part of the season. Yeah, it was. He it had like two it different games. With Mike two Evans, two catches, one. two yards, two yeah. touchdowns. I mean, and wh- why wouldn't you? Because he's so big and strong and tall. So that's the thing. You have to if you can stop that. If he can shut. If you can shut down Mike Evans, I think that takes a huge part away from their offense. Even though they have a good line, they can run the ball. But Chris Godwin, he hasn't been the player in the postseason. He's dropped a lot of balls. Yes, that's he, the thing. He, he hasn't dropped been a lot that of balls. consistent. If you went back and looked at the tape from when they played the Packers, mm-hmm. he cleaned whatever was going on. He did, on yeah, I, yeah, because I agree. The one that, I that think he had to drop to in the early, early first quarter and then yeah, after that. There was just this play I was watching, and I saw it when it happened, and so I forgot about it until I went that back deep and was ball rewatching. In the middle. That deep yeah, ball yeah, that he was kinda, insane. He juggled he it, dropped and then the, he still caught it. He dropped the ball that played before that, and mm-hmm. then he threw that deep ball to him. Went right back to him and just kind of took it away from the Packers. It's going to be – Tom Brady has shown throughout this whole season that he's going to give his receivers the chances. Mm-hmm. If that means it gets intercepted, it gets intercepted. He's giving you a shot to go get the ball. They're going to have to do that if they want to come out on the winning side of this game, if they want to get Mr. Brady ring number seven and get some rings for themselves. <laughs> That's about all we can look at in the offense versus defense for the Bucks and the Chiefs. We have to shift to the other side. Patrick Mahomes in that Chiefs offense against the Bucks defense. Just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. All right, a nice little break up there. The best quote in Super Bowl history, Marshawn Lynch from a couple years ago. He was just there so he didn't get fined. That's our segue into us talking now about the Chiefs offense versus the Buccaneers defense. Arguably, I don't even actually think it's arguable. The better matchup of offenses and defenses in this game Chiefs offense, historic pretty much at this point over what they've been able to do over the last two years, how dynamic they are, what Mahomes is able to do. The Bucks defense is not too shabby either. Who stands out on this Bucks defense? Because we'll talk about the Chiefs offense in a second. Who are the X factors in this defensive game if you're the Bucks? Uh, I, w- I would say for sure Levante David. That's his first yeah, name. Yeah, Levante. Levante David. Yeah, he's been a stud. Shaquille Barrett's a beast. Justin Pierre-Paul, he's been balling this postseason after – I mean, I'll, I forget how old he is. He's got to be like 34 know, right now. But he has but three he, less fingers, three or four less fingers <laughs> than he did the last time. He yeah, was but he's football. definitely resurrected his career this season. I mean, um, he had two interceptions this year as a defensive end. Yeah. It's craziness. And then Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, the state, I think he play, he's going to be back because he missed yeah, the Packers Yeah, I saw, I saw this week, I'm pretty – or last week, I'm pretty sure he's healthy. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that defense – they have some speed. Devin White, they have some speed. Yeah. Um, my standout, you said – you just said it, Devin White. Yeah. He's been – he scooped up a fumble against the Packers. He had an interception against the Saints. He's in the middle of that defense. He's one of the best middle linebackers mm-hmm. in the game The fastest right now. middle linebacker, too. Argu- yeah, arguably the fastest. If I don't know who would be faster than him at this point. Great middle linebacker, covers that middle of the field pretty well. And that's, I mean, let's just let's go into the Chiefs real quick then, and then we can talk about the matchups exactly. The guys that you're going to have to watch out for, I mean, of course, Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Le'Veon Bell, Daryl Williams has been on a tear lately for them, too, yeah. in the backfield. So that's three solid running backs that you have to worry about. That's going to be more of your defensive lines problem, Levante David and Devin White. In the secondary, with Whitehead, with Winfield Jr. Winfield Jr. What's the other corner's name? I know it. I, I'm drawing <laughs> a blank right now. I'll tell you in a second. But 
Job number one, limit Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You can't let him do what he did to you in week 12 or week 11, whenever that game was. You cannot let that happen because it's your path to losing this game quickly. But at the same time, Travis Kelsey was one of the best receiving options in football this year, the best tight end in football this year. Who draws that matchup a lot? Do you think it's going to be Devin White? Do you think it's going to be Levante David? Or do you think it's going to fall to the safeties to try and contain Kelsey? Oh, yeah. See, that that was one of my biggest question marks coming into this game is, are they going to put a linebacker on him? Or are they going to put, are they going to play nickel and put another corner on him or DB? Obviously, Devin White has the speed to match up with him. But the problem is he plays middle linebacker. Usually, if you're going to put a linebacker on a tight end, you're going to put one of the outside linebackers, which JPP can't run with him. Levante David probably could, but still, you're talking about... he, he just, Travis Kelsey just broke the receiving record for a tight end in the season this year with like 1,476 yards. Insane. He almost led the league in receiving yards. So, that's yeah, that's the main question is who's going to guard him. I think another big question is how, they, how are they going to guard the RPO? Are they going to defend the pass first or the run first, which I think they should defend the pass first for sure because obviously Tyreek Hill can take a seven-yard slant to the house. And like you, the, their three running backs, they, they are scary, no doubt, but both of the Chiefs' offensive tackles are out. So they have two, um, two backup tackles in. I don't think they really need to worry about the run as much. At least the run to the outside. And also, with that being said, with their two tackles out, I don't think they have to blitz a lot. So that really benefits them because all of their all of the Bucks sacks against Aaron Rodgers last week, they only rushed four guys every single time on like the four or five and, sacks. I mean, they got pretty good pressure do, on Rodgers. Yeah. So. so, and if you're doing that against two backup tackles... It's just going to be that much better. Carlton yeah. Davis was yes. the cornerback that I was forgetting. Yes, 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 yes. And just a note about these Bucks cornerbacks is something that I've noticed about them all season is that they're aggressive and they do not apologize for being aggressive. They're going to take chances. They're going after the football. Perhaps no team better to take advantage of that aggressiveness, though, than the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's it's... Have you ever heard of the phrase iron char- sharpens iron? Yeah. That's literally what this yep. is going to be. It's going to be iron sharp- sharpens iron. I don't know why I can't say it. That's twice I've just messed it up. But it's going to be pro- what is probably the best offense in football this year. I mean, I don't think anyone would scoff at that. I think that's a, a decent way to put it. The defense that's probably the best to match up against them. I don't know what defense out there I would take to match up. The Rams have a good defense, Jalen yeah. Ramsey, but... I think I would take what the Bucks have right yeah. now over what the Rams. Yeah, for sure. The They're just good all around in every single aspect. Um, their corners, I think, are definitely their weakness. But I, I, I really just want to know, I don't think they have to blitz that often at all. And another interesting stat is that Mahomes, he has a 73.5 total QBR since 2018 when he's pressured. And that's the best in the NFL in the last three years. So... Do you really want to pressure him? It's I mean, he's just going to roll out of the pocket and throw a bomb to Tyreek. So yeah, exactly. So, like I said earlier, I'm hoping it's going to be a shootout in the Super yeah. Bowl, like a 42 to 35. That would be an awesome, awesome game. It could go either way. It depends yeah. if the Bucks' defense is up to the test of this Chiefs' offense. And if they are, that's the Bucks' path to winning this game, is to neutralizing where you can neutralize and letting Tom Brady and the offense do their thing. 
That being said, we kind of just broke down both sides of the ball. What would you say the Chiefs' path to victory is? You can do the Chiefs. I'll go ahead and do the Bucks after that. If you had to say, like, three things that they need to accomplish or look to accomplish, and that means they'll be victorious. Uh, number one, I'd say win the turnover battle. Um, the reason that the Bucks made a comeback, even though they came up short, the reason they made that comeback after the Chiefs were up 17-0 in the regular season matchup was because Patrick Mahomes got um, – he fumbled at, at the Bucks like, 15-yard line. But I think the Bucks have one of the best uh, points off turnover this season. So win the turnover b- battle. Um, I would say play – just play efficient on defense because, you know, like we talked about – the Bucks have so many weapons, it's hard to just take away one part of their game because another part just opens up. And then, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly think that Patrick Mahomes, and this is hard to say, but I think he has to have one of his best games in his, of his career so far with his two tackles being out. I think he just needs to have a perfect game in Moose. He needs to have that GOAT moment yeah. that Tom Brady has had yeah. throughout his career when he's been able to have his GOAT moments. So that This would be a very big game. Yeah. If Mahomes is able to play his best game, this is a good place to do it on the big stage, on the biggest stage. Against the good. Against the person that everyone's been chasing for the last 20 years. Yep. All right, that was the Chiefs' path to victory. For me, the Bucks' path to victory, pretty simple. One, cover Tyreek Hill. Make somebody else beat you. And, I mean, that's still a tall test with all the guys that we've talked about that the Chiefs have on offense. Don't let Tyreek Hill be the one that beats you in this game. Two, keep Tom Brady clean. We talked about how when he gets under pressure, that's your path to being able to beat him. When he's not making mistakes, when he's making the right throws, when he's confident in the throws that he's making, that's when he's at his best, especially at 43 years old. So that's number two, is keep him as clean as you can keep him. They're going to come after him because it's Tom Brady. They have to try and come after him. You can keep him clean, get him sacked maybe one time. I mean, none, no times would be ideal, yeah. obviously, but it's the Super Bowl. I think... They're going to be coming after him, like I just said. So keep him as clean as you can keep him. Do your best with that. Number three, win the majority of the 50-50 balls, whether that's on offense or defense. If Mahomes throws a 50-50 ball and the the Bucks, I'm sorry, the Bucks corners or the Bucks secondary can figure out a way to come down with it, that'll be huge. If you need a big jump ball from Mike Evans and he's able to win it, like he's shown that throughout this season that he can do, it's huge. That's going to be your path to winning the game. Time for our picks. Who you got? Try and give me a score. I'm still trying to – I'm not even confident in this. But I, th- I think the inexperience of the Bucks players are going to come back to haunt – not haunt them, but, you know, just it won't pan out well for them. I'm going to go with the Chiefs winning 31-27, to 27, I think. Um Andy Reid is 27-5 and five in his career when he has two weeks to prepare for a game. So whether that's a bye in the regular season or a first-round bye in the postseason and the Super Bowl. And, you know, coming it, – it's really hard to repeat. They The Chiefs are looking to do it for the first time since the 03-04 Patriots. So, you know, it hasn't been done in 17 years. But I think they pull this one off simply because the inexperience of the Bucks players. When you have all those players that haven't even played in the postseason – until this season, and then they have two weeks to think about winning a Super Bowl. That's a tough task. So, Chiefs 31-27. It's a good pick. 
I'm gonna take the other side. I'm gonna. I, I said it at the top of the show. I'm rocking with the Bucks. Tom Brady won me over. I want to see the goat do goat things. I'm gonna go Bucks. Thirty-one Chiefs twenty-four. I'm gonna say that the Bucks defense steps up to the test and limits the Chiefs to twenty-four points. The Bucks get it done late. They win it thirty-one twenty-four. Tom Brady gets number seven, undisputably the greatest of all time at that point, and a big middle finger to the Patriots organization. I actually don't even <laughs> know if he has any love lost or anything for the Patriots organization, but to be him, you have to be at least a little frustrated, if nothing else, oh, yeah. with all the remarks where it was, it was Belichick, Brady. it was yeah. the Belichick-Brady system. Look, I'm 43, I went to a new team, and look where I got back to in my home stadium, Tom Brady. All right, that's pretty much our Super Bowl preview, but we would be remiss if we didn't finish with some top-of-the-hill takes. I'm going to do mine, and then I'm going to let Tyler do his. I didn't tell him we were about to do this. <laughs> we were about to do this. I'm sorry. Let me correct my English. My top-of-the-hill take, Rob Gronkowski will outgain Travis Kelsey in receiving yards. That's my top-of-the-hill take. Ooh, that's tough. Big-time player, big-time game, Brady to Gronk, the connection of the decade. He's going to outgain Travis Kelsey through the air. That's my top of the hill take for this week, for this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55. What's your top of the hill take, Tyler? I like that. Um, I'm going to go with Brady beats Mahomes in every category. So passing yards and touchdowns and less interceptions than Mahomes. But the Chiefs still pull it off. What did he say? More uh, more than Mahomes in every category. Yes, but I the mean, Chiefs still pull it off. That's why they're called the top of the hill takes. Oh, but the Chiefs <laughs> still win. So Brady outduels Mahomes, but, but Mahomes, gets Mahomes it done will still regardless. get the, the MVP because uh, they're not going <laughs> to. It's only been done once they where they get, gave the opposing, give the losing the team, the Super Bowl MVP. So, All right. Well, that's, that's our show. That's our Super Bowl preview. It's going to be a great game. Hopefully, a lot of fireworks. Hopefully, not a 13 to 3 finished like the 2018 Super Bowl Super Bowl 55 Chiefs Bucks Brady Mahomes what else is there to say big games on Sunday night I hope you enjoyed the show hope you got caught up if you didn't know about the team and we'll talk to you guys soon I guess have a great weekend and enjoy the game peace Thank <laughs> you.